check which information you'd like to receive, and someone will be in touch with you this week. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, Amen. We come to church every Sunday to offer our sacrifice of praise and thanksgiving. In other words, we are here to worship God. In our worship, we are reminded of who we are and who God is. We come week after week, and often more, because we are forgetful. We need to be reminded that God is an awesome and all-powerful God who created us in his image and called us very good. And in that image, we have the capacity to be creative and fruitful human beings who flourish and thrive in this life. We come to church to be reminded that although we have been endowed with the image of God, we often wander astray. As the prayer book says, we have sinned in what we have done and what we have left undone. But because of God's great mercy towards sinners, we come back to the altar of God to receive forgiveness and absolution of our sins through His Son, Jesus Christ, in the power of the Holy Ghost. We come back to the altar crying, Lord have mercy, Christ have mercy, Lord have mercy. We only cry out for God's mercy when we realize that we are not able to love the Lord thy God with all of our heart and with all of our soul and with all of our mind. We cannot love our neighbor as ourselves apart from the power of the Holy Ghost in our lives. So where does this leave us? What are we to do? We are to live in step with the Spirit and take the posture of the thankful Samaritan that we see in this morning's Gospel. The thankful Samaritan is a supreme example of a worshiper who knows who he is and he knows who God is. He is not merely a sick man who is healed. In the time, he was a despised and hated man. Today's Gospel picks up on last week's theme of the universal scope of salvation, which is a theme throughout Luke's Gospel. The salvation extended to both the Good Samaritan and the Thankful Samaritan are more than examples of loving your neighbor. Yes, the Samaritans were neighbors to the Israelites, but there was an intense hatred between these two groups for at least a thousand years. Jesus is showing the people of God and us that salvation is not just for those who have been born in the lineage of Abraham. Salvation is not just for those who have been born into the church, but it is for all who put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. After Jesus heals the ten lepers, he tells them to go and show themselves to the priest so that they could be reintegrated into the community of faith. The assumption here is that most of them were Jews, not Samaritans. The disease leprosy they had created physical and spiritual separation. If they become, became physically close to their friends, their family, or strangers in the marketplace, there could be a risk of infection. This meant that the lepers were always at the mercy of others for food and other necessities. It also meant that they could not offer worship in the community of faith, 
because they were ritually unclean. So many of them forgot who they are, and they forgot who God is. The healing of Jesus restores them both body and soul. It is a good reminder to us that poverty and sickness are never only physical and temporal in nature. There is always a spiritual, communal, and family, familial dimension to brokenness. It seems that nothing more was required or needed for the former lepers to carry on their happy lives. They were healthy and back to business as usual. But one of them, a Samaritan, had the urge to go beyond what was simply required. He was not content with being healed and then just moving on with his life. He wanted to go back and give thanksgiving to the one who brought him wholeness. I do not know what is more surprising, that one decided to turn back and to give thanks, or that nine did not. Although we like to identify ourselves with the thankful Samaritan, most of the time we are like the nine others, who simply continue on with their lives after a transformative healing experience. We run to God in times of pain, and we run away as soon as we are healed and things are back to normal. We forget that everything we have is a gift from God. We stop counting our blessings. We don't slow down to give thanks. When things are going well, we often think that we deserve more than we have, and we forget about God. In this posture, we forget who we are, and we forget who God is. We only begin to develop a lifelong posture of living before the face of God in a spirit of thanksgiving, thank thankfulness through the grace of God in the disciplines or habits of the Christian life. This means a mortification of old habits, a putting to death of our old habits, and a pursuit of habits of the spirit. The disciplines of prayer, the disciplines of thankfulness and stillness, hospitality and worship, these are the things that shape us into thankful people who live whole lives. This is why today's collect is a prayer for the increase of the virtues of faith, hope, and charity. Our goal is to become like that faithful Samaritan before God each Sunday and every day of our lives. It is our goal to be those people who produce the fruits of the Spirit. This life can only begin in prayer, in remembering who we are and who God is. We pray, Lord Jesus Christ, Son of God, have mercy on me, a sinner. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. While we have time, let's do good unto all men, and especially unto them that are of the household of faith.